Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Candlelit Talks, where we hold conversations with individuals from different walks of life to talk about their careers, fields, interests, and lessons that they've learned along the way. For this episode, we have a very special guest with us today. She is currently working as both a college guidance counselor at the Phoebus College of Bible and as an instructor teaching general psychology, guidance and counseling, as well as personality development. After getting her bachelor's degree at the said college, she took the first of her master's in teaching at Philippine Normal University, then went on to get her master's in education and guidance and counseling at Ateneo de Manila University. Okay, she's got two master's degrees. She's clearly a powerhouse. I'm sure that our listeners would surely be interested in what she has to say. So without further ado, let us call on Miss Remy. Hello, Miss Remy. Hello, everybody. It's uh, a joy for me to be with you. <laughs> okay, so to start off, could you please introduce yourself a little bit more into what you do, some hobbies you have, or anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yes, um, I'm a native from Cavite City, but I'm now living in Valenzuela City where I work here in Carohatan as a licensed counselor. I, I only have one daughter, she's Hannah, and she's 19 years old. Currently, she's studying here in Phoebus too. Then my husband is Pastor Che Banzuelo. We are both graduated from uh, Bible School Seminary as our bachelor. So we were classmates before. It's very interesting that you met your husband when you were still in school. Yes. <laughs> we were in the same uh, course, actually, uh, Bible and Theology. Oh, that's really cool. So yeah, we heard that you first took up Bible theology, which we assume has quite some differences from the field that you're currently in. Would you like to talk about a bit of your background there and why you first chose this? Okay, when I was in high school, I was discipled by uh, missionaries uh, in um, a student center. So where I learned how to play games and then learn about the Bible. Um, before, I really wanted to be a lawyer because I like to talk and argue with my, my lola no? <laughs> and other people too. And my, my teacher in, in elementary said, you will be a good ano, uh, lawyer. But eventually, when I found Christ, um, early in my grade school and then eventually in high school when somebody discipled me, I got interested to know God more. And uh, I have seen the value of eternity, to invest in eternity. Then I gave up my, my ambition to be a lawyer and then took up um, Bible a course instead. That's uh, Bible and Theology, where I learn about Bible and theology so that I can, can reach out many people uh, towards God. And uh, that's it. That's uh, why I took that uh, first course of mine. Would you say like one is harder than the other or are they like the same amount of difficulty to do? Uh, with, with lawyer and, and Bible and theology? Yeah. Uh, 
I think this uh, they have some things in common, like both of them talks, huh? like to communicate to people. But compared with a lawyer, you're arguing about uh, defenses in uh, local affairs or worldly affairs. No? In theology, you are pursuing to argue about the cause of God and how people will believe in God. Uh, persuading them to to put their trust in God, so I weighed the I weighed the value. So uh, and I believe that it's more of this life. So I, I decided to invest to eternity rather than in in just for sixty or seventy years. Oh, okay. So um, how was your transition from being a Bible theology major to becoming a teacher? Is this a usual route that is taken off? Uh, with, with my current uh, career, uh, when I was in Bible college, I had my my professor in psychology and that, that's the first time I was introduced to behavioral science. And I, I became amazed how how the subject uh, general psychology would uh, study about human behavior, feelings. Since I had a very, um, what do you call, um, not that good family background. So I got interested to understand myself more. That's the reason why after college, I became interested to human behavior and study more on how to improve myself first, then how to help other people also understand themselves. That's the reason why I shifted from theology, but actually I'm still working in ministry, ministry at the same time using psychology or behavioral science in helping people towards God. So it's really clear that you have such a passion for the subject and how you want to help other people through this. And I really find it so admiring. But um, did you always expect yourself to end up in teaching? Uh, or was there something that clicked, as you mentioned earlier? Okay, uh, my first passion is really to, to honor God or to serve God. So uh, even in college or even in high school, I started to help in the church, influencing young people to believe God. I do discipleship. That's my first love, to influence young people to know God. And then when, uh, when I'm in, after college, I end up teaching in in. Uh, institution like VBS and other school before, and also doing counseling. Uh, now I'm more on uh, counseling and also a training, like seminar. Oh, so, um, as stated a while ago, you ended up getting a master's degree in teaching, but mm -hmm. as you mentioned earlier, you didn't stop there. You got another one in education, in guidance and counseling. What led yes. you to take another one? Yeah, uh, before, when I took a um, master's in teaching in Philippine Normal University, there was, I think, I was not that introduced by with guidance, and there was no law in uh, guidance practice. So, uh, since I, I occupied a counseling position in school and then there was a law in 2004 that all 
practicing counselor should have a license and should be professionalized. So I had no choice but to take another course that is so much related with the first MA and that is guidance and counseling. So during the time, I could not be exempted uh, to have a license. If you're practicing, I, I almost practiced for 10, more, more than 10 years now. But since I don't have the license, I need to take another course. And the degree of MA is the minimum degree required for the uh, professional guidance counselor. And not that just uh, these things, I need to further with a review in, of exam and take the board exam so that I could be qualified as a licensed counselor. So that's the reason. I was forced to take another <laughs> MA, <laughs> but I, I love it and I enjoy it. I, I learned a lot, actually. So even though you're saying that you pretty much had no choice but to take it, but I'm sure that there were a lot of overlaps between the subjects that you took up. And we know that um, the uh, your current work, guidance counseling, teaching, or even discipleship are all professions where face-to-face -face interactions and feedback are especially important. So how would you say that these spaces have changed since the pandemic hit? Okay. Um, this pandemic cause a lot of people to be uh, somewhat pressured with a lot of stuff to think about since they were locked down and no outlet, no, no avenue to vent out uh, these emotions, especially the negative or the anxiety, etc. This caused me to have a lot of counseling. Um, even outside the outside my my work here in Phoebus, I got outside clients who are experiencing anxiety, depression. So at first, I was not that confident because I usually take the ordinary problems in school, but not the the serious one, the the um, the disorder one, but. Somebody really requested for my help because psychiatrists are only few here in the Philippines. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and so expensive compared to us, mm -hmm. counselor. So, because my churchmate was really uh, forcing me to, to just help and try, because uh, the first lady that uh, I, I encountered last year. Uh, suicidal that's uh, something like that so uh, i pray to god that even though i'm not that confident to handle this kind of case i tried and then eventually after three months the lady was cured and now she's back to work and free of drugs or uh, medicine so that led me to to the idea of okay I'm going to entertain uh, serious cases now. But because before, I'm just entertaining usual problem among students, ganyan, but not that therapy. Uh, when we say therapy, uh, it needed uh, more than three sessions. But in regular counseling, I can handle it for one or two sessions. That's enough. But in therapeutic counseling, it would take three or more than um, uh, three sessions so that um continues yung yung help with the client 
Oh, so uh, this uh, this pandemic, for better or for worse, has also allowed you to kind of expand your expertise in this area, right? Yes, yes. And also the end of the talk, because many became interested with mental health. Filipinos yeah, yeah, yeah. Became, became interested now with the mental health, which previously, hindi naman ganon. Kasi uh, hindi, hindi naging ganon ka big issue. But now, parang everybody became interested and became open also to the, the topic. Yeah, I agree. There's much more awareness surrounding it now. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know it's like great that you help a lot of people with their personal problems, but like, was it not hard to juggle both teaching and counseling since I believe, right, teaching does already take out a lot of time and energy from a person. So how do yeah. you manage to keep it up? Yeah, in school, I'm not more of a faculty teacher. Uh, I'm more of staff faculty. Huh. I'm meaning to say I just get one to two subjects oh. per semester because my my uh, focus of work is more on the enrichment seminar among students. So I give seminars like uh, the one that I did give, gave to you last time. So I design program. This is non-academic teaching. Um, so I can I handle one academic subjects uh, graded, but with the guidance program of enrichment, that's not graded. So we require the student to attempt example time management, um, personality development, communication skills. These are non-academic uh, enrichment time. So uh, that's the reason why I can juggle. So I'm more on counseling, talking to students, and also uh, creating program that will enhance the personality in Christian life of the students. Okay, so um, what's something you learned or noticed while teaching and doing counseling online that you think you would have never found out about otherwise? Okay, first I learned a lot about uh, computer staff applications and etc. <laughs> because before I'm not that motivated to learn more on the different applications. Now I understand that uh, Google is different from Microsoft and then from Apple company. So, and they have their counterpart in terms of documents and slides, you know, and Gmail, etc. So that's something that uh, that is added to my knowledge. No, that before I am, I don't, I'm, I'm not interested. I want face to face. But I learned how to na, no. And also, we became more ano, more productive in terms of documentation. Because it's easy, it's easy to organize with um, digital. No, it's easy to create yeah, yeah. folders, no, and you don't need to print out a lot of stuff yeah. because you have to copy and paste and then put it in the folder. Yeah. I think I, I became more productive uh, with this uh, organizing thing since I am the only one in my office. Uh, so I I do the the clerical, the counseling, and etc. I'm versatile. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. So um. 
Do you think these spaces will ever go back to the way it was before, especially with the productivity techniques that you've learned? Probably. Uh, I can still go back to the traditional, but I will keep on doing the, the digital because there's a lot of advantages. Mm. You can save it and then uh, then pass it easily. No, yeah. yeah, that and and also I think most people have observed that that digital thing will remain, although we can go back to some face to face thing like a counseling. Of course, uh, client prefers, lalo na kung malapit lang nandito lang sa school, mas they prepare face-to-face. But yung mga malalayo sa akin, of course, mas accessible na ngayon yung counseling uh, sa mga malayo sa Kasi hindi na ako magpasahe. Hindi uh, na sila mamamasahe para puntahan ako. So, yun. So, it, marami will remain sa, sa ating ginagawa on online. Kasi maraming advantage. Pero uh, may mga bagay pa rin na we want the old way. Also, um, for the next question, uh, you, you recently gave a talk regarding stress management and self-care during ODL night school. Um, as much as our guidance counselors and teachers are there to listen to our problems and seem like they got it all together, we know that they all go through problems too. Would you mind sharing a struggle you encountered or perhaps are going through right now right now that's so personal i cannot reveal it to you (laughs) (laughs) no 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 joke only joke only uh as a counselor of course uh we have our own share of troubles and stresses that we face uh and but we have the advantage because we learned about how to manage and how to uh, regulate our emotions but still we are facing the the uncertainty uncertainties and also the complexity of the emotions because we're still human no so uh, we still experience the same problems that you guys are experiencing and we have our own way of regulating it too especially me i am a minister uh, talking to god uh, and and revealing my concerns to him really help and he's he's the ultimate counselor that we can have and that's help so issues that we face how to juggle family life and work how to manage time to be more productive how to be engaging with the clients and how to encourage them to open up, how to develop our integrity so that people can trust us more. Because the more that counselors are trustworthy, the more client will come in and find help. So that's uh, the common. So, and also how to rest. That's, uh, that's uh, just an issue, how to put rest. Yeah, especially with the online setup, I think a lot of people are finding hard time setting boundaries between their work and, you know, being able to rest since it's all happening inside one room. Yes, you cannot distinguish what's yeah. the work and what's the domestic life. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, I've, uh, you've clearly talked about a lot of things that you've done throughout your life. And so with all that you have learned over the years, what piece of advice, what single piece of advice would you like to give to your younger self? Okay, so probably uh, continue to be open-minded uh, in terms of learning because learning doesn't stop. No, even though you're you're already adult or young younger one or like me, I'm already fifties in fifties. So yeah, so I'm still learning. Um, and I am fascinated when I am reading. The uh, the reason why um I don't say no to the speaking because I am challenged to read and I'm inspired when I uh, found out something that can be of help to other people. So be open. And also, um, never forget God in everything because that's uh, where I started. Um, a proverb, says, proverb says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. God can give us the wisdom that uh, we we want and we needed so that we can figure out life. And that's the good starting point. And the things that we are discovering outside are God-given wisdom. And we should honor Him in these things and uh, be able to pass it to others so that they can also find the reason for living. So the, the that's it. Uh, fear God and then be where wherever you, uh, where your passion is, and then do more of it because it will keep you uh, progressing. If you know what's your passion and what you uh, God designed you, do more of that. That's really such a beautiful. I message. love that advice. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So um, we actually have two more surprise questions we wanted to ask if you don't mind. Okay. Um, so, if you had all the money, time, and resources in the world, what would you pursue? This can be a personal passion project, a goal, or anything on your bucket list. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do I want to pursue? I, I'm still praying for if, if God will allow me to study for a PhD. Somebody is encouraging me to pursue PhD in psychiatrist, but I don't know if I can, if I can do it, pa. Because the last time I studied in Ateneo, I got cancer actually twice that I had a cancer. So that's the reason why I also just uh, became interested with stress for my research because I got stressed to the point that I got sick. So, uh, and yet others are pers I know, encouraging me to study more because I, I am passionate with studying and also helping people and uh, problems of people are becoming more serious, no? Uh, that's the reason why uh, others are encouraging me to go study, but I don't know, but uh, probably that's one thing. And I also would like to go to other places and know the culture of other people. Uh, yun. So that's to, uh, places like Asia. I've been to uh, some parts of Asia already. So I think 
for uh, countries in Asia, but in Western, I've never been uh, to Europe or I'd like to know the culture of, of the, uh, that people and also their places are very, very uh, nice, especially yeah. Switzerland. And, uh, yeah. I love to be there. No, I've been to Israel, to Japan, uh, so uh, Egypt also, but uh, I hope if God will permit, I can see the, the Switzerland, uh, the beautiful landscape of uh, Switzerland. Yes, I agree. It's also very, very pretty. So actually, this is our final, actual final question now. And so as our listeners already might know, uh, Candlelit Talks is all about holding meaningful conversations, just like one might have over a candlelit dinner. So if you could have such a dinner with any person dead or alive, who would it be and why? Of course, I... Uh... Uh, this is my husband okay my husband is my um soulmate so uh, i love if we can talk about uh the things that we were talking when we were boyfriend and girlfriend uh probably that's so romantic and i uh, know so that's with pastor jay Bansuela for sure so, as we said, that is for our questions. Thank you so much for coming, Ms. Remy. Is there anything that you'd like to plug before leaving? Okay, thank you very much. Um, I'm so honored to be your guest. And uh, yeah, if, if in case there are uh, some of you who are really in need of uh, counseling, I'm available. Uh, Outside the office time, of course, I handled uh, counseling outside the office hours. Of course, with fee, and that's uh, clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much, okay. and it's my joy to talk with you, Renil. And um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure if I will pronounce it right. Inzo. Uh, you can right? call me Yunso. I go by Yunso. Yunso. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Yunso. Okay. Thank so, you, too. So I guess that's really it. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and more. Candlelit Talks is on every third Saturday of the month. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Candlepen Official for more updates. Hey, thank you. Thank you for coming, Ms. Remy. Thank you very much. Welcome. <laughs> Uh, would you like to say goodbye to our listeners? Just say bye. Okay, bye, everybody. And goodbye. thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.